If your life has devolved into what are we watching tonight, we have the fix. 52 Ways, a guide to better relationships. It'll have you laughing, cooking, exploring, and discovering new things about your partner that you never thought you'd find out. Whether you're just getting the wrapper off your relationship or celebrating your 23rd anniversary, you'll have a blast with Katherine Borkowski and 52 Ideas for Fun and Playful Entertainment. Join us each week right here on webtalkradio.net. Here's Catherine. Welcome back, listeners. This is week three of 52 Ways to a Better Relationship. I'm your host, Catherine Borkowski. With me again is Beth Weiniger. Hello. Hey, how are you? Doing great. Good. Thank you for being here with me again. And in this week's topic, we're going to be discussing love, sex, and Indiana Jones. (laughs) What do those three things have in common? Well, stay with us and you'll find out. The first topic I want to talk about is sex. That wonderful three-letter word that we all think about and talk about even if it is a little taboo. And since this is our third date, this common misconception among uh, especially 20 and 30 year olds I'm finding in, in social media and on TV and in the movies is that the third date, if you get that far with anyone, is that is the quote unquote sex date, the physical date. If you like someone enough to date them three times, they're gonna put out. And (laughs) this is the worst misconception I have ever heard of in my entire life. Now, being an adult woman and married, yes, but even when I was dating, I thought that this was a ridiculous conception because if you're feeling physical and the time is right, you can have sex on the first date, the second date, or the 31st date. There is no right or wrong time to have sex. And I don't want people who are out on there, who are joining us and doing this journey together, um, thinking that, okay, I've had a third date, uh, everything's going great, is this the time that I need to get physical with someone? And you only you can decide when it is the right time, when you are feeling physical and the attraction is there and that may happen on the first date that may happen on the fifth date but please don't ever feel like that you know okay we've made it to date three it's time to hop in the sack and if truth be known i'm gonna let guys in on a little secret women are just as naughty and as wanting as men are we just hide it a little bit better i think Um, And I'll, you know, even when I was dating my husband, I can guarantee you I wanted it just as much as my husband did. And my husband had to send me home on date three. And he wasn't putting out. I was the one that wanted to and I initiated it. And he's like, no, no, we're going to wait a little bit to see how this goes. So um, (laughs) I I hate to admit that, but 20 years later, I can. so it has to be right for both of both partners and i want to say men don't feel pressured to put to put out either you know you need men need to feel comfortable in the situation as well i think so many times there is pressure on men um to get some quote unquote that they uh 
enter into a sexual relationship before they are ready and make mistakes as well. So when sex is right whenever two consensual adults say it's right. Not and there is no set date or time for that to happen. Would mm-hmm. you agree, Beth? Oh yeah, I totally I completely agree. Um my fiance and I um I'll be honest, it was on our second date. And interestingly, our first one was basically a blind date, a setup, and I didn't want to go out with him, wasn't interested in the slightest, and just by getting to know him was, it was just, it was amazing that I was so attracted to him when I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so, but thanks. And by the second date, you know, it was just the right time. We had had a nice romantic dinner at my house, I cooked for him, and it was just, it was, uh, and we were together for quite a while, so I don't think it's... I don't think that, you know, um, being uh, Randy early on is, you know, the omen of, you know, a short-term relationship because a lot of people have that misconception. Well, if I, if I, if I, you know, give it up or put out too early, he won't take me seriously. He won't this and that and the other or she won't. Um, we lasted a very long time. It was just the right time for us. And that is what has to be determined. And the best way to <clears throat> determine when is the right time is through communication and I think that's going to be a word that you hear over and over again through the weeks is how important communication is and if you aren't adult enough to have these open communication talks especially about sex then you need to wait until you can have those kind of conversations about sex Mm -hmm. and about intimacy because Um, And I know that it's not a comfortable, sometimes it's an awkward conversation to have with your partner, but you're leading people uh, into uh, a a blind cave if you don't communicate your wants and your likes and your needs with them. You're setting them up to fail, saying, here, here, here is a, go to this treasure map that I'm not, treasure, X marks the spot, but I'm not giving you a map to it. Um, I like the joke that I tell, I say that a blind squirrel finds an acorn some of the time, but telling your darling squirrel of a partner where the acorn is, how to pick it up, and where to sto- store the acorn is far more pleasing to you than blindly saying, go find the acorn. Tell that, tell that your partner where the acorn is, hmm. how you want it polished, how you want it stored, where you want to store it, how many times you need it stored before that, that acorn is put away just right. Mm-hmm. And your sex and your love life will be much better. Mm-hmm. And only through communication can that happen. Um, with both love and sex, females are more likely to be ready physically when their emotional needs are being met. Men are more likely to be more physical and emotionally apt when their physical needs are being met. We know through psychology and through many studies that women, as we have said before, are mental creatures and emotional creatures. Men are more visual creatures and more physical creatures. So when you are there, other physical needs are being met and other physical attributes are being met, men get excited. When women's emotional needs and mental needs are being met, then they're more excited. So if you want to 
get your woman in the mood, you need to make, meet her emotional needs, her mental needs. Um, something that we'll talk later on in the weeks that Beth and I uh, talked about was that how co comedians and f being able to laugh and being able to joke around with your spouse is a turn on. I mean, it, being able to have fun and laugh and joke and about all kinds of things is, is I, we love Will Ferrell. We talk about Will Ferrell all the time. Will Ferrell is not a sexy man. But the well, no, I disagree. Okay. Well, I mean, everybody, he, everybody knows that I want to marry Will Ferrell, and here's my here's my deal, and I've always said this: I would love to spend the rest of my life just laughing my way through life, and somebody like that would just be it would be a blast of ear on somebody like that all the time. And for some, if somebody can stimulate your mind mm -hmm. and make you laugh mm -hmm. and stimulate you in in that kind of way, mm -hmm. your body is stimulated. So a woman's cerebral cortex, when it, your cerebral cortex is stimulated, then the rest of a female's body is stimulated. Um, I, I comment in my book, 52 Dates One Year Together, that David Spade, is who played Joe Dirt on, <laughs> and several other movies, is probably... Another SNL an, alum. Another SNL alumni. Um, he is probably the funniest looking skinny little white dude you've ever seen in your uh, entire life. He's short, he's scrawny, he's just cra and crazy, but because of his humor, he has dated some of the hottest people in Hollywood mm -hmm. because he can get people with his humor, his mind, and that is what women are attracted to. You do not have to be a beautiful man to get a beautiful woman or a, a, mm -hmm. a tra what attracts women are the mental stimulation and the emotional stimulation. Mm -hmm. um, so men, that's an important con uh, important concept you need to understand about us women. You also need to understand that for no reason in the world on a Sunday afternoon at two o'clock uh, while a stiff breeze gets you erect, a stiff breeze will turn us on for no reason also. It happens to women too. That's a little known secret that a lot of us won't share with you. But we get turned on for absolutely no reason whatsoever also. And you're more likely to get that Sunday afternoon nooner if her emotional needs are being met. And so uh, if your communication is there, if you are talking with your partner or your spouse uh, and all of your physical, emotional, uh, and mental needs are being met, y'all are going to have a very healthy sexual life. Married couples who have been married a long time, you know, you may think that, hey, we have, we have a great sex life, but it petered off somewhere or it got boring along the way. Well, or we just go through the motions and yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Think <clears throat> of your love like like a car. Even the best, most reliable car needs new spark plugs every five years. You need a tune-up. Your love life needs a tune-up. So talk about it. Don't just settle for the fact. Well, we've been married twenty-five years. It happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. That doesn't. That's not true. If you, my husband and I have a great sex life even after all of this time because we do things and talk about things and we spice things up because we're willing to try different things and do th new things and um, things to keep that sex exciting and that 
that intimacy exciting, but it's only through communication that we're able to do that. And so that is why I say that communication is extremely important all the way through your relationship. That's true, people do. They can... Now, <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know you were recording yet. They can take that out. All right. Now I want to introduce my uh, middle child, Charlie, who is a college student and can give some insight on the hookup and um, dating scene for college and LBGQ communities. LGBTQ. Thank you. LBGTQ LGBTQ. LGBTQ. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is in a long-term relationship, but there are some differences. For example, um, she was explaining the differences between some social media sites and how those things work. Charlie, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Charlie. Um, I am... 18 years old, um, and I am in college, and, um, definitely, I'd say, like, for, I feel like there's definitely a generational difference, um, for example, for people my age, like, in their early 20s and stuff, hookup culture is a big thing, um, people, especially, like, most dating apps are geared more towards, like, hookups and friends with benefits rather than actually dating, mm -hmm. um, uh, the big one being Tinder, like, a lot of people go on Tinder, for hookups and everything, but I've also seen a big, like, increase in people going on dating apps that traditionally are more geared towards hookups for long-term relationships. Um, but I definitely feel like it's more accepted and more open now that, like, people just can't... I feel like with people being able to talk about their sex life with their friends and everything, it's kind of just made it more open. We're in a very sex-positive, um environment mm -hmm. but i also know that that's not the same everywhere we live in a pretty metropolis area i know in like smaller towns it's still pretty like taboo, taboo. Yeah. yeah um but i definitely would say that hookup culture especially is definitely on a rise especially in college and queer scenes mm -hmm. so if you are looking because my um book and my goal here is to help people uh strengthen their relationships mm -hmm. and to build a stronger relationship for people your age how do you stress to others that you really want a relationship? How do you uh, avoid these hookup culture? How do you avoid the hookup when you're looking for something more... Uh, but you still want to be physical. You're, you're not against yeah. getting physical. But how do you avoid being blown off if the hookup culture is so prevalent? I feel like you just have to really be straightforward and really have, like, boundaries set. Um... Like, if you're using dating apps or something, it's always a good idea to, like, put what you're actually looking for in your bio so people aren't going to, like, just swipe on you and be like, yeah, let's hook up when you're just looking for relationships. Or, like you said, they, they're looking for friendships, too. Yeah, people, some people cool. go on Tinder looking for friendships. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a minority of the people on Tinder, but mm -hmm. it, it is there. Okay. Yeah. So, once again, communication, even at, and I think it's great how well-spoken you are, uh, how communication on all levels from whatever age you are, start, you need to be very vocal about what your wants and needs are from the beginning. Yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Communication is definitely everything. Um, let, if you don't mind me asking, and we can take this out if you do, uh, what is your average date length before you start getting physical with someone? Um, so, I feel like it probably, it just depends on every person, like, 
like you said in your book, there's like that expectation of like three dates, I believe. Um, and I feel like it really just depends on the person because I have friends who are like in their early 20s who have been on dates, they've been in relationships and everything, and still haven't had sex. It just depends on who you are and what your like moral beliefs are and what you think about sex. Um, I and a lot of my friends are very sex positive people, so like we're totally fine on the second, third, first, whatever, just depending on how well you like. Like connect. The, connect with the person. Connect yeah. with the person. Okay, thank you so much, Charlie. It was a pleasure having you here. Yeah, of course. Thanks, babe. And now I want to talk about the Indiana Jones portion of this week. And that comes to the date portion. And I want to take you back to when Indiana Jones was popular and the biggest thing in the movie theaters. When we were all in our teens or younger or maybe you saw it when you were older as a rerun but at the time everybody wanted to be Indiana Jones everybody wanted to be an anthropologist and an archaeologist and that was one of the ways that my mother being the smart parent that she is got me uh, introduced and addicted later on to going to garage sales and estate sales and that is the date for this week is to take your partner to an estate sale or garage sailing on the weekend and while this sounds like a maybe sounds like a boring activity to you during the fall weathers when the weather is changing garage sales and estate sales are really prevalent even during COVID people are wearing their masks and they are looking at this and um, following the six foot rule but estate sales and garage sales can be a lot of fun. You can find all kinds of hidden treasures and amazing things at, and true treasures. And if you make a game of it, it can be a lot of fun. And as a child, my mother would make a list for me, like Indiana Jones, of things that I had to find while we were out yard sailing. For example, she would say, find a map, find a uh, Stetson hat, find a bullwhip, find a pair of white shoes, find a green dress, find a monkey, find, you know, and she gave a list. And so that made it a lot of fun for me. Uh, an ad adaption of that can be finding out about your partner, again, the little things, circling back to that topic so that you and your partner make a list of the things that you are interested in and your hobbies and so instead of you finding what you're interested in and your partner finding what he or she is interested in you make a list and you swap the lists so that your partner is finding your interests and you are finding their interest and you kind of have a scavenger hunt game of it and you go on to a couple of yard sales and the first person to find the other person's list wins. And you make a game of it and an activity of it and you laugh and you have fun and only and the other person gets to judge if that was a, a, a suitable answer to, that meets the, your requirement. And it's a way to get out on a and have a daytime date again. You know, we don't want to push too many nighttime dates at the beginning because that can lead to something more physical before you're ready to. That's why I'm uh, making a lot of daytime dates at the beginning so that you can enjoy each other's company out 
during the day the dates can last longer because you're spending more quality daytime together talking laughing and enjoying one another's company so the goal this week listeners is to communicate with your partner about what your expectations for your physical emotional and intellectual needs are you're to create a list of some of the things that you enjoy doing some of the things that you like based on your personal choices swap lists hit a couple of garage sales have fun make a game try to make each other laugh um, and enjoy each other's company uh, and then I would love to hear back from some of my listeners you can reach me at author dot 52dates at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about some of your experiences. And from that, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Bye-bye.